The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Okay, it's time for the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers, the people in the trenches, building them, working on them, and getting better every day. I'm your founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey, and today we're going to hear about why copying national brand strategies is not the key to success. Joining us is Andrew Shulkin, who is the digital strategist and web developer at Andigo New Media, which helps B2B marketers find the most productive mix of digital tools to support their brand and sales growth over time. All right. Yesterday, Andrew and I talked about why SMBs should not copy national brand strategies. We were kind of all over the board, meaning we, meaning I. But it was a great conversation. I think Andrew has some strong takes. I love that. So we're going to bring him back and we're going to talk about how to build an SMB marketing machine. Here's my conversation with Andrew Shulkin, the digital strategist and web developer at Andigo New Media. All right. How do small businesses build a marketing machine? That's some gold. Give us the blueprint. Sure. For the clients that we work with, uh, and of course, never ask a barber if you need a haircut. <laughs> so I will, I will try and avoid that. And that, you know, no one, I'm not accusing barbers of being malicious and, you know, telling you need a haircut when you know. That's just the lens that they look at the world through. And so the lens that I look at the world through is content. And so that's what I'm really going to focus on in talking about uh, small business marketing machines. In fact, I wrote a book recently about that. And we talk about building marketing muscle. Love it. Marketing for small B2B business. Okay. Yeah. And in the book, I do talk a lot about creating content, how to create systems so that you're easily able to create content in the amount of time you have, in the size of the team that you have without having to add headcount and talk about ways to make sure that you're always staying on brand. I think one of the things that people, when they're just getting started in content marketing, which is, uh, I'll back up a second to say, you know, when I talk about content marketing, there are things that, particularly for larger companies, that there are, it is just content marketing. For small businesses, though, content marketing, really, you're talking about creating content and using it for social media, email marketing, your website, even in-person meetings and, you know, trade shows, things like that. So just to, you know, sort of set the stage of, of what we're talking about and part of what will help a small business succeed is creating systems and processes that allow you to do that really efficiently. So you want to set up a system where you're creating content that is 
appropriate for the different service lines or product lines that you have, that is appropriate for the different industries that you serve, that is most critically, or maybe not most critically, but certainly most often overlooked, that is appropriate for where your prospect is in their buying journey, right? There's a difference between the interests of someone who is just figuring out that, hey, I've got a problem and I've got to find a solution for it. And the person who is much further along and has figured out, yeah, I know I've got this problem. I've gone through all the solutions. This is the one that seems like the best fit for me. Now I just have to provide, find a provider who's going to make that work. So that's certainly where I get started. I feel like a lot of small business that I talk to, and maybe you see this, it seems overwhelming. I think it's easier for marketing people or especially people that own marketing service businesses to like, okay, boom, 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 here you're at the strategy and here's what tactics you can afford that work for this segment and we're off to the run. But I think for a lot of small business, I mean, they're worried about inventory and payroll and this and that and this and that and then, and marketing is in there and they know it's important and then, you know, it just they like freak out. You know, if you just had a handful of things to do where should people focus? Is it on the really understanding what service and product and talking to your customers and kind of getting a strategy nailed down? Is it a couple of tactics of producing content that produces leads based on where someone is in the funnel? Like, how can you simplify this for people? Yeah, I think maybe the, the place to start if you are feeling overwhelmed and, and feel like, well, I, I can't build an entire system. I, I just don't have the bandwidth to, to manage that or even to figure out how to hire the right people to make it happen might be with lead magnet creation. That can work in so many different ways, but creating something that is informational, creating variations of it or or whatever questions you know are sort of raised by the earlier piece that can be answered in the later piece can help you you know with that that question about where someone is in the funnel but creating a lead magnet on a landing page to go along with it to get folks you're going to start building more traffic you're going to build relationships you're going to generate leads both short term and long term so that might be a great place to start if you're if you're feeling overwhelmed is lead magnet a product or is this something that like a term of a process it is a piece of content, typically. So it is most frequently a PDF, something that someone can download, although it can also be a, an interactive tool, something that they can you know, do a self-assessment or you know, things along those lines. Where it is showcasing your expertise, but it is really about them and information that is useful to them. It's something that's going to help them make that decision or maybe not even make a decision. It might be a little bit... So where to start for a lot of people is really honing in your online kind of lead generation tool and finding out who your customers are and what products you have and how you're positioned. That's probably the, the first place in your mind to really hone in and start. Yeah. Are there mistakes people make on the website that you see over and over again? And what are some best practices, especially for websites now? I, I just feel like the technology has changed a lot. And I kind of mentioned it last episode. Shopify seems like the 100-pound gorilla, at least in the, in the product space on the B2C side. I know there's others, you know, whether it's, I mean, we can throw out, you know, code names of different things, which I certainly could try to do and sound cool in front of the techies. But what are you seeing in the space? And are there better off-the-shelf products based on what business segment you're in? And then are there missed opportunities when they maybe roll out even some of those off-the-shelf digital website products? 
Well, let's see. I don't know if you want to get into you know specifics, but you know WordPress is really the four hundred pound gorilla in, yeah, in the sure. space for you know for B two B businesses and Shopify on the retail side. Are there pretenders to the throne? Sure, I think that's more the case for WordPress now. There are lots of other other tools out there that are becoming more robust. You know, kind of the way WordPress started out as a pretty simple platform became more robust over time. Built an enormous group of developers that you know support it and extend it with plugins and things like that. Some of these other platforms, Wix and Squarespace, and there are many others, are all all there. I think that other than that, you know, that sort of split between retail focus and more B2B marketing focus, I wouldn't worry about your platform at all. The only thing I would say is if you're listening to this conversation and, and you know, you're this early on in your journey, I would steer clear of any sort of proprietary system. Then you're locked in with someone. Does that include HubSpot? I, I wouldn't call that. Yeah, that is proprietary, absolutely. But Sure it is. It pisses me off, but I still love their platform. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do. And it can be super helpful. We have a lot of clients that work that have HubSpot, but their websites are built on other platforms and are, uh, we're tying them together. You know, the HubSpot forms are part of the platform, the other platform, the, the CMS, where there are better tools available for other things. So it really depends on your need. And what I would say more than anything is if you're building it yourself, then, you know, find the tool that you're comfortable with. I had a colleague who, you know, solopreneur who came to me, you know, just in conversation said, hey, I've been struggling with this damn WordPress site for months. I just can't get it to work. It's like, you know what? Abandon that. And this is literally on a Friday afternoon. I'm having this conversation with her. And I said, try Wix or Squarespace. It, you know, it's going to be fine either way, but whichever one you're most comfortable with. And she literally texted me on Monday and said, I'm done. Check out the new site. I built it with one of these tools, which... You know, is that the right tool for a larger organization? Probably not, but I would worry less about that and more about making sure that it, whether you're working on your own or you're working with an outside agency or consultant, you're getting the advice you need and you're understanding what your goals are before you go into it so that you pick the right tool and make sure you're, you're using it in the right way. As a digital doctor, you know, basically, and you're diagnosing customers, what's some of the most often sicknesses you see? Is it lack of SEO? Is it bad performance marketing? Is it lack of bandwidth to create content? Like what are some things that you're seeing that the SMPs are really struggling with and, and some common solutions that you're giving them? Probably the, the thing I see most frequently is an incorrect perspective, I'll call it. And it's just a lot of me, 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 I, 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 we, 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 and not all about you. It's got to be all about you. And, you know, one of the ways we see this is... <laughs> That's such a good point. Yeah, people just, they write from that perspective. The, the website is even arranged and organized in terms of their own internal organization. And nobody cares, right? Just nobody cares about that until they get to... Something that I'm really overheard saying frequently is, your prospects don't care about you. Your prospects don't even care about what you do. Your prospects care about what you can do for them. So that about section, which you've got as the first thing on your main menu, that should be the last thing on your main menu because they don't care where you went to college or how many decades of collective experience you've got or, or any of that until they've already gotten a picture from the rest of the content on the website that you can solve their problem that, and that you would be an interesting and comfortable group or team to work with. So you, you really got to get that perspective right, both in terms of whether people feel like 
content is coming to them or they have to go search to the website and, and get it, right? The beauty of a website is it's nonlinear nature. People can go anywhere, anytime they want. It's not chapter one, two, three, four. But every page, particularly the homepage, should have an avenue for someone of a, you know, in a particular audience segment to get to the information that's going to be most valuable to them. And you've got to take a bit of a guess at that, but you should be looking at your metrics, your web usage data, and get a sense of where that is and be able to build and iterate so that you're providing that. And what about SEO? Where in your mind is, is it how the website's organized? Is it the authority of the company? I'm sure it's all of them, you know, right? It's going to be the answer, but maybe... As we sit here today, maybe some best practices around SEOs is still relevant PR content and link building still a thing, or you know, is paid for paid you know still helping you know give authority? What in your mind are some kind of best practices today on the SEO side? Well, I'll go back to something we were talking about uh, in the last episode about you know not uh, emulating the practices of the big boys, but I will I will go back on that to bring up the term omni-channel which is something that, you know, mostly doesn't apply to small businesses, but I would encourage small businesses even to think about these multiple touch points because SEO is, it, it is so crowded. It is so noisy. It is so competitive that really breaking through, it takes a lot. And it takes a lot of thought and a lot of effort to, to try and niche down to something that you can win that you can own that corner of, of, of the internet. And I think that becomes a lot easier if you are doing SEO and pay-per-click advertising, and you've got a, a good email campaign uh, going, and you've got lead magnets and, and landing pages set up, all that plays together. And uh, I don't think there's any way around that if that's going to be your primary lead generation tool set. Final thought for small business owners as they tackle the boogeyman of marketing. Let's see, the what seemingly incompatible idea of sticking with it, really putting something together and sticking with it, but not being afraid to try new things. So somewhere between jumping from one shiny object to another to never changing and never iterating, you've got to find that, that middle ground. And that's what will work. I love that. My advice to small business owners is much more direct and maybe a little rude. Have a budget of percentage of sales for marketing and stick to it right? Like most small business and entrepreneur things I speak at, like I tend to go back to that thing. It's like, look, is it, is it 5% of sales? Is it 10%? Is it 10% of a profit? Like find out for your industry, what an aggressive mid and low point of sales for marketing spend is and freaking spend that money every month and know some's going to work and some isn't going to work, but having a disciplined budget first and making the commitment and knowing where you are in terms of what results are going to happen and how long it's going to take based on your industry and based on how much spend you have. But most people want to spend, you know, a dollar and make, you know, a hundred. And that's just not realistic. That is a great point. I love that. Andrew, it was a pleasure to have you on. Where can people find your book? It's on Amazon. If you look for my name, that's probably the easiest way to get it. Uh, Andrew Shulkin, S-C-H-U-L-K-I-N-D. And it is titled Marketing for Small B2B Businesses. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. Good to have you on. And we'll see you next time. Again, if you want to find Andrew, uh, his company website, andigo.com or Twitter, Andrew Shulkin, at Andrew Shulkin. Another note I want to tell you about, look, anything you want about the show or you want notes or you heard something interesting, we're going to have it all on the rebrandpod.com. So go there. It's like your home for everything you want to know about the podcast. You want to apply to be a guest. 
you want speaker information, you want LinkedIn profiles, you want show notes, you want episodes, it's all there. And of course, you can find me on all the social handles. It's just at Scott Harkey, pretty easy to find. We're building up that at rebrand pod. We'll probably start doing more social content that are rebrand pod specific down the road. But for now, it's just kind of hanging there. So feel free to follow, but better find me just at Scott Harkey. All right, that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand.